Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is the Craig Dickinson Show. Our weekly chat with the writer's bench boss about the latest news from the locker room. It's the only place where Dickie takes questions from Rider Nation. All right, and our show is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Uh, this is the Craig Dickinson Show, and we're happy to have him here. Uh, Coach, first off, uh, how are you spending Thanksgiving here besides talking to me? Are, watching some CFL football, looking at tape yourself? Yeah, I'm watching a little bit of football, and I'm, I'm spending this time drinking lots of coffee and watching a lot of film. I'm pouring over the Hamilton game, and um, I got some things I want to visit with the staff about, some ideas, just some things I think we can get maybe a little bit better at, but the main thing is I just want to make sure I'm watching the film and, and preparing and, and get you know getting ready to try to make a push these last two games and at least put our best put our best foot forward. Coach, I, I tell you what, man, um, just watching from the broadcast booth all season long, football's really not that hard in terms of what you want to do, and we've talked about it for, for a long time. You want to make your quarterback feel comfortable, make the other guy's quarterback uncomfortable, and be able to establish the line of scrimmage. And I won't say that's all the problem, but it's been a big problem for this team doing both. Uh, for, you know, Early on it wasn't on the defensive side of things, but offensively it's been, I mean, 60-some sacks. Is, it's incredible. Yeah, it, and you're right. That's that's where we failed, and and the reality is that's where you got to be good. You got to be good up front on the offensive line, and you got to be able to put pressure on the quarterback with your D line. And like you said early in the season, I felt we were able to do that. We have not been able to do that as much late um, for a number of reasons. And uh, ultimately, football is still about uh, the tougher team usually wins. The more physical team usually wins, and, and you can have. Um, games here and there where you cannot finesse a team, but for the most part, the team that's stronger and better up front on both lines usually wins the game. Unfortunately, you're seeing that seeing that with us right now. Yeah, so coach, um, I mean, uh, we, people can think about the Marino situation, uh, how they want, how it shook down. I'm not going into that, but the fact of the matter is this. Garrett Marino's not here, and then even to a bigger extent, Anthony Lanier II isn't here. Well, he's here, but he can't play because of concussion. That has really hurt your football team. No disrespect to the guys trying to replace him, but uh, sometimes you just can't plug and play. That's true. That is, and that's an accurate statement. You know, losing both of those guys has hurt us, and and the guys that we've got trying to trying to basically fill their shoes are doing a nice job. We just don't have enough of them. Um, we were able to early in the season rotate in guys every every three or four plays and keep them fresh, and that was really our kind of our uh, our formula for making sure we stayed good up front. And when we lost those two guys, we didn't have the numbers anymore. So we still got basically the same guys minus Perino and, and Lanier, but they're having to play a lot more plays now, and you can see it's wearing them down. Coach, on the offensive side of things, in terms of the offensive line, uh, you could talk about continuity, and that is true. There's no doubt about it. Uh, look at some of the good teams they've been able to stay healthy up front. But 
Coach, what what is what has been the problem there in terms of are guys just not meeting expectations? Did things not really pan out the way you thought on that offensive line? Because sixty some sacks is uh, like I said earlier, it's incredible, and it's uh, you wouldn't have thought that going into this year by a country mile. No, no, you it's way too many, and and rather you you know, and it's a combination, like we said, of a lot of things. But the reality is. Between uh, the quarterback getting the ball out of his hands, the O line staying in front of their guys, being able to pick up different sort of blitzes and what have you, it's just too many, um, you know. And and I'll visit with Coach Moss. Maybe we can adjust, um, you know, how we call things. But the reality is, we're. I think he's 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 calling a lot of quick game. I think Coach Moss is calling a lot of stuff that gets the ball out of the quarterback's hands quickly. But when we do have to pass, which we do, you know, you have to pass on second and seven. There's not a lot of uh, debate about that and we just can't hold up. And so it's a combination of a lot of things. We're not, we're not coaching well enough. You know, I think, um, and then that's not a knock on our old line coach. It's all of us. We've got to figure out ways to put our guys in positions to be successful. And we're just not protecting the quarterback. We're not getting open soon enough for him. There's just a lot of things going on there. And, And you know, as well as I do, that if you can't protect your quarterback, it's going to be a long game. And, and that's that's been the case the last four or five weeks for sure. All right, got a text from Nelson at nine three six sixty two sixty two. Our text line brought to you by Capital GMC Buick Cadillac at the corner of Rochdale and Pasqua. Coach Dickey, two part question from Nelson. He says, "How frustrated are you, Coach? And what are you most frustrated by?" Well, I appreciate the text, Nelson, and and I'm very frustrated. Um, but but not maybe as frustrated as as, as maybe one on the outside would, would tend to think. I, I'm frustrated we're not playing better. Um, am I frustrated we're not winning? Yes, because I do believe we've got a good football team and a team that if we could get into the playoffs and get a little bit of momentum, we might win a couple and, and make a run because ultimately that was the goal. The whole, the whole training camp, the whole goal was, I put a picture of the great cup up, the goal is to get to this game and then find a way to win it. And um, you're not going to be able to do that if you can't get in the playoffs. So I'm frustrated that we just haven't um, played as well. Things haven't gone as well as we'd hoped this year. But I'm not dejected. I, I still feel like our guys are working hard. The effort level's there. There's there's a sense of satisfaction I have in a lot of ways when I when I look in their eyes because I feel like they're giving me all they got. Um, now we're not playing as well as we should. Our confidence is down. You can't uh, deny that. But our guys are trying hard and. It's hard to get upset or angry with a group of men when you know they're giving you all they got. They just they just weren't um, weren't able to overcome what the opponent did and then didn't make enough plays to win the game. You know, so I'm I'm frustrated, but I'm not dejected. I'm still optimistic that we got a good group. Now I'm glad you brought that up because Dave sends in a text at nine three six sixty two sixty two. Coach, how do you keep yourself up? How do you keep yourself from being depressed and being down? Because you are human. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think you you take joy in the little things, and the little things for me this week are coming in into a quiet building because most coaches are out this week, uh, and even the personnel guys are out scouting this week. And just just having a, a a nice quiet morning where I got a cup of coffee and a, a good pastry and get a chance to watch film and really dive into uh, this football team. That's one of the things that's really enjoyable and. During the during the the season, you can't do because you're in such a rush mode from week to week, getting ready for the next opponent, the next opponent, next opponent. That to be able to have four or five days where you can just study your own team and watch your own guys and really learn 
and uh, and see what we're doing, offense, defense, and special teams. That's kind of fun. And so I just try to try to take joy in the little things, put one foot in front of the other, and not not overthink uh, the big picture too much. Just try to be productive for the day. That's how I stay focused and how I stay positive. Coach Sarah wants to know at nine three six sixty two sixty two. First off, she says Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, why haven't you? as a team, been able to put a 60-minute game together. Now, I think if you knew that, we wouldn't be 6-10, and 10, but can you put one finger on it? Is it – well, I'll let you answer that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, happy Thanksgiving to Sarah also. Um, I don't know. We've, we've really put a lot of emphasis on starting fast, and I think we've done that. Um, but we've worn out a little bit, and I don't think it's our conditioning because we've got, we've got, I think, the best strength coach in the league and, and Coach Spencer – um, doing our strength and conditioning, maybe a little bit of lack of focus. I don't, I don't know if there's, I can't answer that. But, but she's right. We've played well at times. We played well for a half, and then worn down in the second half. We come out in the second half strong, and then worn down in the fourth a little bit. We've uh, finished strong and didn't start fast. I don't know what it is, but um, if we did know, we'd, we'd certainly be in a different situation than we are. And our goal is to to try to do it in one of these two or hopefully both of these last two games. I asked you this before, Coach, because you don't get stupid overnight. I, I always go back to a guy like uh, like Tom Landry at the end of his Dallas Cowboy days with the, with the hat, right? Uh, like he was always a great coach, but at the end he wasn't very good. Is it because he got stupid and wasn't a very good coach or there were other factors? So have you gone back and looked and, okay, so what are we doing? What's going on differently? I know we, uh, there's a lot of factors this season. God, we could list about 10 of them. But have you gone back and, okay, do we are we running practice differently? Do we have different leadership in the locker room? Like, what are you seeing there, or, or have you put your finger on it? Yeah, I, I think this year, and this sounds crazy, this year I think our practices have been better than ever. I think we finally found a formula that works for us, the correct number of plays, the correct number of competitive plays where we go ones against ones, the length of practice. I really think we've hit on it. Um I just think we've we failed in a couple of key areas. I really do. I think we we put a lot of eggs in some some baskets, and it just hasn't worked out. And I think that as a coaching staff, one thing um, we probably need to focus on on is how can we get a little more creative when we maybe don't have the horses on the D line that we'd like to have, or maybe when we can't protect the quarterback as well as we'd like to. How can we get a little more creative? and still generate pressure on their quarterback and still protect our quarterback and still be able to run the offense. So that's, that's something for the coordinators to dive into. That's something for me to visit with them about. But I think that's where it's fallen off the rails this year. I think we had the right group coming out of training camp. Um, and then for some reason that group changed and we haven't been able to either find the replacements for those guys or conversely, we haven't been able to as coaches figure out how to, how to still be effective with the guys we have. I think we're trying. I really do. But you know as well as I do, when you have something new in each week, um, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But um, the bottom line is this. we got to score more points. <laughs> we got to <laughs> score more points, and we gotta, we got to give ourselves a chance. we got to score 27 and, uh, and see what happens. Well, ultimately, and, and Coach. We, ultimately, until we do that, yeah. we're, we're, we're fighting an uphill battle. Well, ultimately, Coach, if you give up 18 points in a football game on the road in a, in a must-win game, you, you uh, honestly, you should win that game in the CFL nine times out of ten. 
maybe almost 10 times out of 10. If you can, yeah. like, that, that's been my critique, and I'm not, hey, listen, I, I never call for anybody to be fired. I have never played at this level or coached at this level, but I, it, here's what I've always said. I don't care the team, whether it's the Riders, Blue Bombers, whatever. If you can't score three offensive touchdowns in the CFL, the way the league is called now against the defense, you do have some problems one way or another. Yeah, and that's what, you know, the, the more I think about it, the more I, 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 you know, him and Ha and visit with you and visit with, with Jeremy and, and visit with the coaches and watch the film, the more I just realize, hey, we got to score more points. Let's just, and, and one way or the other, we got to do it, whether we got to block a punt and scoop and score on that punt, whether we got to score on, on defense, whether we got to do better on offense and, and, and score touchdowns. We have to put more than 14 on the board or, 21 or whatever. We got to score 27 to 30 if we want to win games. And, and there's going to be games we got to win 17 to 14. But for the most part, we got to put more points on the board. So we got to figure out how to do that. And once we figure that out, I think, I think you'll see the whole, the whole team improve because we're not having to do everything right. Right now, our games are so close that if we make one mistake, they make one play, it feels like we're behind the eight ball. It'd be nice to score three, four touchdowns in a game and have a game where, um, you know, we didn't feel like we had to make the perfect play at the end to come back and win it. All right, this is Coach Craig Dickinson. We'll be back with a couple of very interesting texts coming up next here on the Sports Cage, the Craig Dickinson Show brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Welcome back. Time to head back on the Western Pizza Hotline. It's the Craig Dickinson Show with our great head coach, Craig Dickinson, brought to you by, uh, brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Okay, coach, got a couple of interesting texts here. This from Darla. First off, she says, happy Thanksgiving to you and yours, coach. I know you're American, but you feel Canadian, so that's a good one from Darla. Uh, she, <laughs> Thank she, you, Darla. She also wants to know this. Coach, at the end of the year, whenever that might be, you're sitting with Craig Reynolds, Jeremy O'Day. What do you say in terms of defending your performance as a coach this year? How does that look? That's a good text. Yeah, that is a good. That's a good question. I I don't think this year um, we just didn't have the year, and, and it's not over yet. For, for you know, yeah. but as of as in this you know sixteen games in, we haven't had the year we wanted, and so there's there's no there's no. Um, Easy answer to that. Have have I done as good a job as I had hoped? No, because ultimately my my job is to get that team to play above and beyond maybe what they think they're capable of. And the reality is we haven't. We've underachieved this year. But as far as defending defending my job, I, I hopefully won't have to do that. I I believe personally that you you uh, you earn your keep on a day to day basis, and I think. Uh, I've been around Craig and Jeremy enough over the last four years that hopefully they see the work that we've put in as a staff. They see the uh, camaraderie in the locker room. They see, for the most part, a pretty good group of men. There's not a lot of off-the-field stuff. We had a, a blip here or there. But for the most part, they're they're gentlemen and they're good community people. And, and the season just didn't go as we'd planned. So I hope that, uh, that Craig and, and JLC – a coach and a coaching staff that really did everything they could, tried tried their very best, put in a lot of hours to try to turn this thing around, and we're going to do some things we need to do, make some changes that we need to make in order to try to try to try to create a spark. And hopefully, they feel like you know these coaches did everything they they could, everything that was in their power to try to turn the season around. And 
and they feel like uh, we're worth we're worth uh, having here, Coach. It's interesting because there are still two games left against your brother's team, and they're uh, battling for a uh, playoff positioning. Uh, of course, you're battling for your playoff lives, but there are two games left. It's kind of weird because a lot of the fan bases mailed it in after that tough loss in Hamilton. Uh, I'm just wondering what's the difference between what the fan base is seeing and what you're seeing. I know you're paid to try to keep it alive, but do you really feel sure. like this break comes at a great time and you? still have a chance to do it you just got to win out yeah yeah i think the break comes at a at, a, at a, a good time it would be nice to get maybe one a little earlier but here's here's what it does it lets you sit back and say okay what do we have to do these last two you know within the salary cap realm because in there the reality is our money's still tied up in guys that are here and it's not like you can swap out a team you know in one week uh but we believe in the guys we have in that locker room we're gonna have to tweak and and uh, and and move a guy here or there just to try to get our best forty-five on the field. But I think the guys know we we still got a sliver of a hope. That here's the, the difficult thing: is your confidence after a while becomes an issue because that's why I don't like to say must win if I don't have to. Because if you don't win a must win game, what does that mean? You know, where where's your confidence level when right the coach all week was saying this is a must win game must win so that's why hamilton i said it's meant it's not a must win but it's pretty close and it was <laughs> it's yeah. pretty close to a must win but these last two now are definitely must win games and whether we're good enough or not is going to ultimately determine it i think our motivation i think our preparation has been outstanding we're still not doing the little things just perfectly right here and there there'll be a mistake that you'll see but that's that happens in uneven championship teams where you miss a block or um, you, your depth isn't quite right on a route or what have you. So we're just making the same mistakes everybody else is. We're just not quite good enough to overcome those mistakes right now. And hopefully, like I said, hopefully the guys will take this break to get their bodies right, to get their minds in a mindset of it's it's – it's all or nothing now, and I'm going to give it everything I got these last two weeks. Okay, Mark sends a text in at 936-6262, and Mark wants to know, Coach, how much say do you have with regards to personnel? I've always heard this too, uh, Dickie. I can only coach the eyeballs I see. I've heard that from Richie Hall and other coaches. I only coach the eyeballs I see. So once they're on the field, I take over. Is that indeed the case, or are you as the head coach? Do you have a chance to sit down uh, going into training camp or throughout the year with O'Day and say, hey, this is what we need, yeah, I like that guy, or, or that type of thing? Yeah, he's very good about getting me involved in personnel. So between Jeremy... Myself, Paul Jones, Kyle Carson, all four of us have a have have somewhat of an equal say. Jeremy has the final say, but somewhat of an equal say over who comes into camp and who doesn't. I won't know every single guy, Michael, because there'll be you know ninety to a hundred guys that come to camp, and a lot of them are new guys that haven't haven't played up here before. But Jeremy's really good about keeping me involved. And then when it comes down to who we keep and who we let go. It's a you know it's a team decision between Jeremy and I and the coaching staff and we can't we can't ever say that we don't have a say in personnel because we do we have a, a big say in personnel yeah and uh, and so the guys that are here are the guys that we chose as a coaching staff and as an organization and 
and we got to now make them make them play and, and put them in the right spot so they play up to their abilities. Well, I tell you what, there are some positives on this football team. I really like the running back room. I mean, you're down to your like fifth running back now, but when we're healthy, you got Morrow, you got Hickson, and I like those fullbacks. They showed some athleticism the last two weeks. Uh, Tuck and Awachi out of the backfield, and of course, we know they're good blockers. Throw LaBelle in there, too. So I think your running back room's near the top of the league. Yeah, I would agree, and that's that's a good group. And we get Jimmo back this week, so hopefully he's feeling up to up to par and, and ready to roll. But that running back room is very good, and they're, and they're well coached. Coach Kelly Jeffrey does a great job with them, and I will say uh, Coach Moss has always been very good at using multiple personnel groups that include fullbacks, running backs, and getting guys out and uh, and getting them the football and and, and uh, being creative that way. So it's a good group. Uh, for sure. Um, we feel like all, all of our fullbacks and running backs can contribute and help us win. Like your two Canadian receivers, of course, Kean Schaefer-Baker had another monster game, uh, you know, uh, really getting close to 1,000 yards, yards after catch, tough contested catches. Also like what I've seen from uh, Justin McKinnis this year to a lesser extent, but he's starting to come on too. Yeah, he's a nice player, you know, and we knew he had it in him, but he just – it just for one reason or another wasn't able to show it, but he's a good football player. He's got a little bit of an ankle from this last game, and hopefully, hopefully over the bye week, that's one thing the bye week will really help Justin. Is hopefully it'll get his ankle healed up. Uh, but he's done a good job. But you're right, Schaefer Baker. Every game it seems like the guy's making plays, and 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 he's showing great durability as well. You know, he's out there every week, every practice, doing things. So. Credit to Coach Moore. Travis Moore worked hard with him in the offseason. I think you're seeing it pay off. All right, Coach. Uh, I'm going to let you go, but i got a couple more quick questions <clears throat> to squeeze in here on uh, on Thanksgiving. Uh, on the defensive side of things, really liked uh, the game Blaze Brown had. This kid's been, uh, you know, he's been around. He's had some injuries. Uh, I thought he played a pretty good game from what I could see without looking at the film. Blocked the punt, had a nice uh, couple of passes defended, a couple of tackles. That's right. He played physical, Blaze did. He we use the term trigger. He he triggered when he saw a play, and he wasn't tentative. So I was very happy with Blaze. There's a guy that uh, we let go after camp. He was close. You know, he was right on the bubble. Uh, we let him go. We brought him back at some point during the year because we had some depth issues. And he's done a great job. He's he had. I think he had one of the better games. You know, he might. You know, I'll talk to Coach Shies when when I get a minute here later this week. But he might have been our our best player on defense in that game, at least in terms of impact plays, block punt, big tackle here, uh, some passes defended, and he just keeps coming to work. So, you know, but it's his third year in the league, and, and that's something I think we sometimes forget. These guys, even these guys that come up from the NFL, there's a big learning curve, and uh, it takes a year or two to figure this game out and to really, I think, put your stamp on it. Yeah, for sure. And uh, lastly, what about uh, Anthony Lanier the second? Any uh, and Duke Williams? Where are we looking at with their status? Yeah, that's a wait and see on both of them. Duke's got an ankle, obviously that's 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 hurt fairly severely. He's down in the states right now, getting some treatment and talking to some doctors down there about it. Anthony's here. Anthony Lanier the second's up here, and he's he's around, so he's working hard with Coach Clint this week. He's still having some issues, though, I mean, with his balance and what have you. So we we can't put him out there until we know he's 100% and, and good to go. It's just, it's just not worth it. So, you know, those are two of our big dogs, you know, that we haven't had for a long time. And, and uh, we're hopeful we can get him back, but um, – we're we're planning on playing without them, and 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 then and then if we can get them, that's even that's a bonus. 
Well, Coach, happy Thanksgiving, man. Thanks for your time. Really appreciate it. I appreciate it. Hopefully you can get together with your family and and your son's having a little turkey dinner down there in North Dakota somewhere. Well, I'm going to head down uh, on the weekend and go check him out, so that'll be all good. We're going to hang out on his his bye week. They're on a bye bye week, buddy. They got a bye week. So, yeah, so they won on the weekend, and, yeah, it's bye week, so it's going to be great, man. Thanks, Thanks for your time, bud.